are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Radiant Culture. I'm Cookie Monster. Hey, Cookie Monster. My name is T-Mac. Right. These guys are accusing me of shouting. So I had to do this take like three times. <laughs> no, you sound normal now. Okay. Not cool. like you had a rally. <laughs> well, we're in the, the season, you know. <laughs> anyway. We are joined by DJ Kent. What's up? I'm good. How's it going? Yeah, looking good in your jazzy. <laughs> and TJ. Thank you. Hello. You never said that about me. About what? You never say I'm looking good. Because you don't know uh, yeah, But I'm yeah. always looking good Exactly It's like I, you know I just forget Do standard guy Maybe for DJ kids And then normally Anyway 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 Okay Okay Shade Shade <laughs> um, So today we're talking about uh, so- Something that Applies to I think almost everyone In this room And I guess e- Everyone in some way Shape or form We're talking about Bending the rules And you know, we're living at a time right now, especially in Zim, you know, where uh, people have to do a lot of things in order to survive, right? So, um, from things like skipping, paying duty at the border, or um, driving without licenses. Okay, that one is, is, a, is a bad one. Or changing <laughs> money on the black market, because you really have to do stuff in order to survive. So, we're talking about that, you know, because the Bible... Well, the, the Christianity, um, the church, or whatever, expects there's there's a certain expectation that's there, right? That we have to live a certain way, mm-hmm. we have to walk a certain way, right? However, we're also living in a world where we have to survive, and the conditions are not always favorable. So we're talking about that today. That how do we navigate that, and is it really practical to do some of the things that um, we? Are expected. You know to what? Do. I actually laughed on the inside when you said the conditions are not always favorable. Because when I, well, I'm not even going to lie, like I don't do this, want to go and get money from wherever I get my money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you all my sources now. Um, if the rate is good, I even say, ah, thank you, Jesus. Ah, favor, favor, Lord. He gave me a lower rate. He gave me a lower rate. Really? If, if that morning someone told me the rate was at 50 and I get a rate of 20, please believe I'm doing Bro, a happy rate, dance. The rate right now is And like, saying thank like you, Jesus. 80, yeah. So it's like a murderer going, thank you, Jesus. Knife is sharp. Hey, bro. That's a bit extreme. <laughs> I'm just being funny. Sorry. Okay, and get what you're saying. Give thanks in all things. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. I like that. All things. Oh, wow. <laughs> Legal and illegal. <laughs> so, 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 guys, let, let's talk about this. Because, you know, the, the reality is that right now, and again, I'm talking about Zim in particular, because this is where we're at. What's happening every single day is that people are doing... I run a business, right? And... Um, I'm faced with this stuff every single day. You have to get money. You, you, you can't get cash. You have to buy money. And you're not going to get money from the bank, right? Mm-hmm. So practically speaking, as a, as a Christian, what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to survive? How are you supposed to run your business? Uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm not qualified to answer that specific question because I'll lead people astray. 
<laughs> maybe let's not answer. Maybe let's discuss it. <laughs> maybe let's discuss it. Um, what does the Bible actually say? What, what's the expectation? Yeah, because I guess from it's, a biblical, from it's a biblical asking, st- does the Bible, does the, in the Bible, do the means, no, the, do the ends justify the means? Right. Yeah. Well, I can't say it explicitly talks about such things, but, you know, there are verses that come to mind, like Romans 13, verse 1, and I'll read it quickly. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against God, uh, against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So, it naturally translates that the authorities who are the Reserve Bank of Zimbabwe would say that it's illegal to... um, change money with someone who doesn't have a license <coughs> to trade in forex mm-hmm. and we all know that the source is that is it is it, is it actually legal it's illegal yes like probably probably yeah. legal. It, is. it is but i guess okay let me say this i think the person who's illegal first is the person who's selling because he's taking advantage of people so I think the government actually then came to the point where they said, oh, no, this person is going to continue taking advantage of people because they need it. They can't do without it. So mm. they're going to keep selling. So let's make friends, buying illegal. Taking me, advantage. Both, both the seller and the buyer <laughs> will get arrested. <laughs> now, because they're trying to discourage people from buying. Because if there's no buyer, the person can't sell, right? Yes. So that it's a strategy to try and stop the wrong thing, which is selling. Yes. So to stop the seller, you go after the buyer, right? Yeah. But the buyer but, but is actually being ways. taken advantage. But it's both ways. Is yeah. the buyer being he's taken? He's a victim. <clears throat> yes, he's a victim. No, I I disagree with that. He's a victim. Do you know why? why? And I, let me give you my justification. Ultimately, when you look at economics, right, the market, the market ultimately decides. Yeah, sure. Right, everything plays out. So the the market right now is functioning the way the market is supposed to function, given where we're at as a country. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't think it's a, it's a case of someone decided, ha, let me take advantage of people. Let me do this. That if anybody, in fact, I'm sure that's what's happening now. But the, the reality is that that all happened because of certain market conditions. Okay. There's, there's, there's something happened and, you know, uh-huh. and there was like a gap in the system. And someone said, OK, I can make money from this. And he started charging an interest, right? Yeah. So that's actually taking advantage of the market. Yeah, the I understand person, the consumer. that. But either way. It's happening. Yeah. And we're saying, as a Christian, how should you respond to the situation? The situation. Given what the Bible has just said, that whoever rebels against authorities <laughs> is rebelling against God, basically. So the authorities say, <clears throat> if you want to change money, go to a licensed Forex dealer. Mm-hmm. So I say, as yes. a Christian... <laughs> You must know where to cheat. Put your eggs in the 30 July. <laughs> Number one. I like that. Number wow. two. Wow. <laughs> wow. While, we're, while we're here, before we get to 30 July. Yeah. What do we do? Third dress in Romans is assuming that the authorities know what they are doing. So therefore, I must listen to what they are saying. I must do. No, you are my authorities. Must, the, uh, but yeah, but the authorities lie. If they tell you that... 
your bond note and your US dollar is gejge one is to one and they're doing jingles and they know it's a lie. Like, why must I even listen to anything else they say? Yeah, I th- and I think, that's where, I think that's where the challenge is at, actually. Yeah, exactly. That, that we're, we're faced, there's this mismatch, this um, disparity, right? Where we were told when the bond notes were released, and I'm, I'm speaking primi- primarily to, to a Zimbabwean audience here, um, pardon me if you're, if you're, if you're not f- uh, from Zimbabwe, but just read the news. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Don't be lazy. So, um, <laughs> wow. so basically, uh, there's this disparity that we, we have the US dollar. And when they introduced the bond notes, they specifically said that uh, the bond note and the US dollar are going to be equal. Equal, right? They're going to have equal. For- and I remember actually having a conversation that this is going to give, this is going to introduce... A parallel market again yeah. it's coming it's inevitable it's going to happen because u.s dollars are going to be in short supply and then things are going to go great and that's exactly what's what's happening now okay. so even the authorities Rajo, i'm pretty sure that if they want usd they have to trade in fact i'm even convinced that some of those guys are the ones who are fueling it most probably right yeah. so anyway my, my my question then is with the situation like that where practically speaking one cannot go to a forex dealer, an authorized forex dealer to get for, forex because they, they, they have yeah, none. Exactly. But at the same time, you're trying to order goods from outside the country. You're trying to pay for stuff in hard currency. Yeah. So how, how do you get, where, where are you going to get it from? Get into the Arab ZQ and pray that Jesus is going to move you <laughs> to the front of the forex allocation. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what I'm in the front of people with fees to pay, <laughs> in the front of big businesses that have like millions of dollars that they're asking for. Like, what? and what's more important, your righteousness or your business? What do you mean? Well, like uh, you're saying, I need to get stuff done, I need this money. So, if the Bible says, you know, obey the authorities and do it, that's what you will be doing righteousness, right? Mm-hmm. So, what's more important, getting your business done or righteousness? But the Bible also said we must be cheap, as shrewd as serpents. Uh-huh. So I don't think it would be wise because righteousness is okay. Yeah, standing in the queue, you could be there for months without moving. <laughs> like legit, you could really be there for months and not get anything, and your children are starving. So then, you need to be shrewd, bro. Okay, I'll give you an example, and I'm not going to mention names because I don't mm-hmm. think I can mention the names. But uh, my brother mm-hmm. works for a certain company owned by a certain man, mm-hmm. a reputable man, who's a staunch Christian. Mm-hmm. And in their company, they have a policy that they do not buy forex on the black market. Right. So they have had like situations where suppliers, because they deal with a lot of you know yeah. imports. Yeah. Where suppliers threatened to stop supplying because they were like three, four, five months behind with payments, and they were still waiting in the reserve bank queue. But still, the guy will insist. No one is buying money on the parallel market. We wait in that reserve bank queue. And this guy will pray and pray and pray and pray. And then eventually the payments will go through. The suppliers will relax. But he's willing to go through that just to protect his integrity <clears throat> with God. Shouldn't that be an example for all Christians? Yeah, it should. <laughs> it should. Listen, um, I, I respect that. And... <clears throat> I'm challenged by that in many ways, yeah. right? And I think we all should be. But at the same time, he, here's my, my struggle, right? Or my question. My, my question. <laughs> question. <laughs> I bit my tongue. 
<laughs> okay, anyway, stop it. So my question is, <clears throat> isn't it really also because when a business is at a certain stage where they can afford to stand in reserve bank queues because they've got multiple orders, right? Isn't that also a case of cash flow, right? Guys, here's what I'm trying to say. If you're running a business, right, yes. or you, 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 you're trying to pay school fees for your child or whatever, you've got a really urgent pressing matter, right, and your cash flow is suffering, right, and you desperately need to get money. Yeah. Is it really practical to go and wait in that reserve bank queue? Like, is, is, it, is it a practical thing to do? And is that really what God is expecting of all of us, that we should follow this, this path and do it the right way, I suppose? But doesn't God reward righteousness? And where does faith come in? I'm just, you know, throwing these things to say, where, where does your faith come in? And, and how do you reconcile practicalness and faith? It also takes faith to then go the other way as well. Because like, I'll give an example of David. There's that time when they were hungry and they were almost dying. Mm -hmm. And they were like in the middle of battle. They didn't have food. And they went into the temple of God where if you ate anything in there, it wasn't a metaphor. It wasn't nothing. You would drop dead. Mm -hmm. And they took that bread and they ate. He gave his men, they ate, and they didn't die. Okay. Because they were hungry. Jesus actually caused that when he was defending him working on the Sabbath. <laughs> so, but it was a law that was set in place in the temple that no one could eat it. And it wasn't set by men either. Yeah, those it was actually set by them. God himself. Those rules were put in place by... So uh, what are we saying? We, we can, you can bend the rules for a righteous cause? Is that the only circumstance that you can bend the rules? Is that what we're saying? Well, I don't know. I, you see, I, I don't want to talk like I'm prescribing. <laughs> like I'm, because I'm, listen, I'm, I think we're all we're, we're all in this, right? Yes. And we're, we're going through this, and we have to ask these questions because, truthfully speaking, some Christians in other places don't have to deal with things like this. Yes. Right, because <laughs> things work. It's cheap. Things work a certain way in their countries, mm. but we, we've got this situation in Zim where we have to make these these tough choices. Mm. And as a Christian, what do you do? Or do you just do, do you just shut down altogether and and just hope that God comes through somehow? Like even further to that, is it then even right for a Christian to be a forex dealer standing there in the in the street trading forex? That is I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But like, know. that is explicitly wrong. Though. The Bible actually talks about people who take advantage of people and charge interest for that kind of thing. But TJ, you're no, assuming... these guys, I'm saying, I'm not saying, I don't think Kuda is talking about guys that are just, you know, being ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, these guys are not just coming up with the rate from the blue. These are market forces. So yeah. I wouldn't say it's unjustified. It's just... The way the market is going. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. The forex is showman. Yeah. So, you know, the less the forex, the higher the rate. And it's even in the Bible. Remember when, when you know, when there was a drought in, in Israel, I think it was during 
Ahab's reign or whatever. And, you know, they were now saying that um, the dung of a donkey was going for like yes. 300 shekels. Mar- market forces. <laughs> exactly. But that wasn't right. Market, huh? but, market forces. But it bro. wasn't right. The Bible doesn't say that was right. No, but that's that's what was happening. That's what was yeah. happening. And the Bible acknowledges yeah. that. Yeah, like so like right now it's happening that if I have to go and get my license, I have to pay something. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> but like it's happening. But the thing is, it may happen, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Because someone yeah. is actually literally taking advantage of me. Mm. Who's right. taking advantage of you? The person who I have to pay. No. No. This is this is this is this is a different one. Oh, okay. There's no market thing. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about the 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 thing. All right. So so here, what what I'm saying is that we have situations where um, the market is determining certain things, right? And we all operate like we operate. We, we all operate in a... In a but in guys, haven't you heard enough the sermons that say, yeah, you, you're a child of God, therefore market forces don't affect you, you are in a, a king, kingdom market. I mean, not exactly like Goshen was totally unaffected by everything that was happening and they encourage you to not buy the Forex or not pay the bribe or whatever the case may be because mm. apparently you live in a different world, actually. Okay. Or operate on a different trading floor. As it's also been yeah, no, so, but even that, the, the question for me is, um, <sighs> if that were the case, right, why, why then does the church need money? <laughs> to pay the bills. That's a good question. <laughs> if we're operating in a different, you, you see what I'm saying? But the, the, the mere fact that we have to give money to the church or to, to, mm. to the church's causes, Right, it's because things need to be funded, and there's there's a practical element to it that we have to yeah. pay for stuff. Yeah. We have to pay people. In the same system, exactly. That the world is so so, I, and I think th- these are questions that I grapple with, guys. Right? As I ask these questions, to say, okay, so what does God actually expect of us, especially given where we are right now, right? Are we bending? Are we bending the rules? Are, are, are people are people doing something wrong by trying to survive, not by taking advantage of anyone? But just by simply saying, listen, I need to get, I need to get dollars. I can't wait in a, in a reserve bank queue for however many months because I've got something that needs to be taken care of now. Mm-hmm. Right? So do I, do I wait and be an irresponsible parent or do I do what I have to do? But one, another person would look at it this way and think that, you know, the Bible talks about as a Christian, you're going to suffer persecution. Mm-hmm. So isn't this your persecution? Where, the cross. You know, you have to carry the cross. And sacrifice your daughter or son mm-hmm. not going to school. Or going to school locally. Or going to school locally and pulling them from the fancy university outside. And come and pay with your bonds at MSU. For the record, I don't have a daughter of signing university. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. <laughs> but this is a, like a very pertinent discussion because I've been dragging my feet about getting a license because of this bread thing. So whatever you guys are going to tell us here, we'll just make oh, with that. Oh, you're going to tell us? Oh, no. <laughs> We're not but telling anyone that, anything. But verse, what's that verse in the Bible? In Proverbs, where it says, he who gives a gift or pays a bribe, whatever, whatever. It wasn't like, like 
condemning it. It was almost like saying, yeah, I mean, yeah if you got to do it, fair. you got to do it. I wish I could find the verse, but that, yeah. That verse, I, I think I know the verse you're talking about. It's, it's a really, a gift, very... A gift makes a way, way for the it, giver. No, yes, something yes, like that. One, yeah. Or some he who and, winks, or something like that. <laughs> it was like, I read it over and over and I was like, what are you saying? You the message. By hey, by whatever version it was, <laughs> it wasn't condemning. China, you know. Grease your way through well, that God, um, God looks at at our hearts as as we as we do certain things. That was the point. It is, but we could use that as an excuse for so many things. He'll know. That's the problem. If it's an excuse, the thing is, you're not. You can tell me your excuse, mm. but God's going to see your heart anyway. But if your heart is genuinely God, I tried everything. There's no other option. But to actually go this way, yeah, it harms no one. It's gonna, but like, it's gonna help my child go to school, or it's gonna help me do this, my business. Someone's gonna get the service, or yeah. whatever. And your heart is coming from a genuine place, not to say like the person was like, "Ha, ah, this is opportunity to make money. Let me go. Let me put the mark up, or whatever." I think you look at your heart and see why you're doing it, mm. which is what I think Jesus was talking about when he said, "The Sabbath." It's for men, not men for the Sabbath. Exactly. So, like, the rules are for you, not you for the rules. All right. That's yeah, literally... But, but Jesus was talking about <clears throat> that when he was accused of breaking the Sabbath. Exactly. That's why he was saying, could he... So, are you saying that we now need to make a decision in terms of not based on the rules... But based on what gives life, what gives life, yeah, what gives life and what's more beneficial. Mm. I think so because exact he says the exact same thing. Like some of these rules are barely are merely traditions that people have put in place. Like that, like I explained earlier, it the problem was the forex dealer. But to deal with the forex dealer, they made buying from the forex dealer. Yeah, the problem was the government. Yes. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> like, at that surface level. Mm. So in this case, like, for example, where Jesus was saying, don't get caught up in the traditions of men. He was talking about these things. Like, in the Jewish culture, you can eat without washing your hands. That was, like, a real big thing. And Jesus was just eating. And he's like, hey. It's not a life or death type of situation. It's what comes out of you that defiles you. Mm. So he had that. You have to gauge. But there's some things that are malicious. Those are the things that I think where you can't compromise on. That's where you draw the line. Like, I can't say, I had to murder that guy because, like... You but know, actually, I, the I argument is also sin is sin is sin. Like, there's no levels. It's just... But there's a but verse. There's, I need to find there's, it. There's, um, there's another angle. And I think um, one of the great pastors in this country once said that um, when there's an unrighteous law, then you're not obliged to, to, follow, it. to follow it. I never said that. You, you did some, sometimes. <laughs> anyway. wow. So basically I'm saying, is this an unrighteous law? Hmm. It's, it's where actually, yeah. you know where the authorities know that there is no money in the bank. Yeah. So there is no money with the, with the licensed dealers. Mm. But they still say you can only, you know, get money from licensed dealers, yeah. but there is no money. But it, and, and I guess that's, that's where I actually want to, 
um, to bring it to where we say, if the law itself is unjust, right, yeah. or is not practical, if we find a way to, to circumvent um, following that law, is that, is that sin? And, you know, for me, the mere fact that they're not even enforcing it right now exactly. is, 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 is already, you know what I mean? It's already evidence that there's something wrong there because it's not being enforced. Everyone is just really like, listen, I'm on so many groups where every morning, what's the rate? What's the rate today, guys? What's the rate? You go, you go to, you go to, uh, to a supplier to buy something. They've got a US dollar discount. Yeah. So they've been talking about this whole three tier pricing, but people have to do it because I think there's also the, the practical aspect to business, which is that, you have to make practical decisions. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want us to, to just focus on the business side of things because, you know, this affects a lot of things. Things like even um, paying taxes and paying your duties when you, when you, bring, when you bring stuff in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually learned something today that there's someone who's actually quite righteous among us. This guy mm-hmm. traveled this past week. Uh-huh. And you know when they give you that thing to declare, he faithfully declared everything. Good. Why are you laughing then? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. And because it's an anomaly, to be honest. And what like, happened? What? Did you have to pay anything? No, like okay, so, he didn't so, have anything above the threshold anyway. Yeah. And, and, and they were bribed, just not by me. Oh, so you you were you were sorted because someone else had already done the job. I realized later, like, dude, okay, this is gonna like, oh, there's no names anyway, so they won't know. Dude, never even checked the bags. Nobody opened or whatever. Uh, I was just, you can go through, you can go through, because already. But you had already written your. I had written because like <laughs> transaction had gone. Because if you don't write, it's gonna see stuff. It's gonna see the stuff when it makes you open the bag, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't open the bag, and you didn't know he was not going to open the bag. Yeah, I didn't know that. He, he wasn't going to open the Scanna. bag. Because... But here's my question, guys. You're Auntie... a good person. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, well, we, we hope. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my here's my my He's question. <laughs> here's my question. Um, you travel to South Africa, to Nigeria, or wherever, and did it, yes. and then you buy stuff. Yeah. Uh, for your family, for your kids, friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you get a whole bunch of stuff. Maybe you get some drones, you get a PlayStation. Some drones? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, just like things that you want to give to you people. Get drones wow, from Nigeria. Okay. Well, guys, I'm just being random. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Come on. Nigeria is everything. And then you put them in your hand luggage. Mm-hmm. And then when you, when you cross, when you're at the, at the airport, uh, you haven't declared anything. And then you just walk past? No, but why wouldn't you declare when the law says you must declare? So what I'm asking is, yeah. is that not being shrewd? That is the bomb. I think you're operating on that. If they don't tell me to, I won't. If nobody asks. Okay, mm. how many people here actually <laughs> <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> when, like, no, well, when they ask me, no, like, like, what's the stuff, stuff, I'll say, I just, if you have to wait for them to ask you, <laughs> yeah, well, like, would you openly go and say, I've got a PlayStation and I bought an iPhone 8 and I've got, and I've but got, you did. Huh? but you did, Who? you bought them, so you didn't no, tell them that you did, it's, <laughs> or, or, 
Aren't you the kind of person that you buy a new pair of shoes and then you open them up, you put and then you wear them? You, no, you don't even wear them. You just find like some dirt, you just put them in some dirt, <laughs> take out the boxes, even phones, you take them out of their boxes because you don't want to get charged. But they're not new anymore. Like with the shoes, if you like scruff them what up, you they're, not they're not new anymore. They're not new. You can just so, wash okay, it and sell the, the point. But they're not new. The point of my uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> the, the point of my question is. To what extent is it bending the rules? To what extent are we actually breaking the law or ultimately um, sinning? Where's the line between sinning and and My worry is that it's become a habit. Yeah. Uh And... Don't think twice. You just do it. Yeah. And also, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But Caesar, why true? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Does it really what belong if, to Caesar? What if, what if a good Caesar comes along? Uh-huh. Like after the 30th, uh-huh. there's a good Caesar now. Right. It's now in the habit of people. Do you honestly think, are you going to start declaring? I mean, if, if Caesar like decreased the duties and stuff, and yeah, have no problem paying Caesar. But then to be honest, guys, the duties are not ridiculous. The rates are pretty much standard. Dude, when you pay duty on a car, it's like times more than double the actual value of the car. Because they're trying to... To to their defense. Not just with cars. Even if you buy a phone, it's going to be a ridiculous amount of duty. You can buy another phone. You can buy two phones with it. Mm. So I think part of what they're trying to do, um, they obviously have their own um, policies and strategies, uh, but there's there's a lot of loopholes also that you can take advantage of that at there, um, depending on what you're you're importing and stuff. Um, I guess that's where the shrewdness comes in. Um, but <laughs> but uh, as a Christian now, mm-hmm. what with your conscience, uh-huh. is it proper for you to know, knowingly know that I have bought this thing and it's entitled to pay a duty or a tax and you smuggle it in? Because that's what you're doing. <laughs> Whether you yeah, unbox that word. the phone. <laughs> that, word, that word is scary. It's heavy. In a well. smart way. <laughs> well. Pretending like you have the phone when you live. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Well. It's not a personal item. What do you mean? Like, if I bought. I think what they should do, I think what would be fair is if I'm buying phones to sell, charge me GT. Like, if I buy just a phone for myself. How is that like bring a phone for my kid? Mm. How is that like something that you're going to charge me an arm and a leg for? I'm not going to sell this. It's yeah. not giving me profit or anything. It's like, yeah. But we're yeah. defraud. Aren't we defrauding the authority? Because they rely on that income. Like government oh, runs yeah. on taxes. Yeah, they do. That's, they rely on that income. But they're strong arming people. Like, I get, there's other ways, like, especially in our country, there's other ways they can make that income. But they just go the easiest way. Let's take mm-hmm. it from the people. What are we going to do with our fuel? Takes it heavy. Yeah. Let's get money from there. Takes anything that's coming into the country. Like, if you buy a phone outside the country, that's luxury. Takes it heavy. But they don't even know that people are using their phones for business. Now you can be vlogging or whatever. It's not luxury. But they're taxing heavy stuff, like where they can easily target and can control, as opposed to really getting back. We only started doing talkies recently, like Zimbabwe. Before that, they were taxing you through the fuel and whatnot, funny ways. But, but talkies, yeah. like, I think that it's it's a it's a really it's a really difficult one, guys, because um, you are right that the government does earn its revenue yeah. via yeah. taxes, and unfortunately, our government is just very uncreative. 
and the, <laughs> no honestly like a government that has to constantly tax its people and the only strategy they have is to increase taxes then it means that they, they don't have ideas yeah, yeah. right um or they're just lazy which i think they are um if you're from the government you know what i'm talking about so um <clears throat> The thing, though, the thing, though, is there's also the other side, which is that, you know, Jesus did say, give to, give to Caesar what, what belongs to Caesar. And there's an expectation. Uh, one person that I will mention who challenges me a lot, like I think this guy is ridiculous, is Strive Masiwa. And I read his book. Well, not, it's not a book. It's a, it's, it's a compilation of some of his posts where he's just talking about his journey and some of the things that he's done. I mean, the guy's a billionaire now, but he... He's very strict and very, um, what do you call it? Just very religious about yeah. doing things a certain way. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> to the point where when I was reading some of the stuff, I started getting irritated. I was like, dude, <laughs> like seriously, what's, what's wrong with you? So he, he seems to, to um, hold himself to a very high standard. Uh -huh. um, and I guess he has the same standard for all of his companies and stuff. And I've often thought, is that really practical? Right, but isn't that the demonstration of the faith that I was talking about? Mm. Where, I, I, you know, faith trumps practicality because he's, he cares about his, how he will be remembered, or when people analyze how he got to the top, he wants to be remembered as someone who did it righteously. Okay, some of us aren't that concerned about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, to get that money. <laughs> so, so I guess it, it really comes down to that: the guy who's running a small business and can bring things in from South Africa, yeah. and can just put them on a bus. Right, and you've got your homie who drives a bus, and you just put the stuff in there, and you pay your homie, and then the things don't don't pay at the border. Uh, but, but why don't they pay at the border? Because your homie's gonna bribe the authority. Yeah, he was gonna do it anyway. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I'm just saying, um, th those are the things. I'm t those gray areas that I'm saying. Um, or if you know, for example, sorry, I'm just like all over the place today. If you know that your ministers, like our ministers in this country, drive drive fancy cars, right, and they get these vehicle allocations. I don't know why a minister needs a Range Rover Vogue, right? And they get those, they got those discoveries and whatever, whatever, right? And I'm I'm sure they've got their justifications. So you know that the money you're paying is actually not going to be used for for what it's supposed to do. <clears throat> so as a Christian. Sometimes, guys, it's hard because the incentive to actually then pay. Because if the roads were working, if things were working properly, guys would be like, ah, you know what? I'll pay these things. Know, screw these guys, but I'll pay it anyway. Screw, uh, it's not called <laughs> Okay, whatever. I said it. You guys also said it. So, um, <laughs> however, however, it's harder when you know that the money is just going somewhere unrighteous. <laughs> so you just think, ah, I may as well keep this money. And do something more righteous with it, or maybe give it to the church. <laughs> but people, that that same reasoning though applies to church. Like when people stop giving because they feel like the pastor is buying a Bentley. No, until we say no, you're giving to God, not to the church. Yeah, but this is the government. So the what is done with the money isn't supposed to be our nyaya. Yeah. Sheesh. All right. So let's. So what's the story here, guys? But is is it the same like the church and and, and the government? Like is it the same? If something is your duty, it's your duty. If your tithe is your duty, you pay it. If your tithe no, like is your duty, you pay it. God is fair when he decides. You see, the tithe, God actually says 10%. And he's, he's fair when he does that. Now, this is a man sitting there, greedy bugger. We just think, hey, guys, <laughs> we need iPads, parliament. What, what do we do? Increase VAT. 20% now. Like, that, that's, like, that's different from tithe where 
God, it, the tithe has been there Yeah, since but someone forever. would it's argue fair. that when you can't respond to an unrighteous thing with unrighteousness, yeah. someone will say, okay, so then now you have to wait for the 30th and mm-hmm. say, because you were unjustifiably increasing taxes, we're going to vote you out. You vote them out, right? Yeah. Comes in the new guy and he's like, you know what, we're not decreasing the taxes. These taxes were good. Now we eat <laughs> what these guys were eating. It's just like, yeah. how do we... It's, and it's like war again, again. I think this is for me. This okay, let me throw war. span in the works. Mm-hmm. What if, what if Zimbabwe is supposedly 75% Christian? What if Christians were to all of a sudden, all of us decide that we're going to be faithful and be righteous? Yeah, I was actually aren't thinking about gonna, that. Aren't we then going to bring more change and bring a lasting solution rather than bending the rules and joining everybody and perpetuating the problem yeah i was actually thinking about that while we were talking Uh a lot of the problem okay some of them (laughs) could be dealt with if everyone decided okay we're not doing this anymore but it's only it's not all the problems like there'll still be no money in the bank so and people still die like People still die. No, do not de-escalate it like that. No, literally. I saw people who were struggling <laughs> to get cash to pay for bills. Like, if someone had to go for an operation in, like, say, South Africa. Oh, okay. okay and I have to mean. pay for that. Yeah. They, they're not operating until I pay for that. But that's different because I think medical, those medical items, you should go with a letter and that proves you jump. Yeah, they actually put you in front of the queue. For the, for the forex allocation. For the medical. Yeah. But- so that person probably just didn't have that information, but... Um, oh. I've done it before. And for the you take a letter from the doctor and you go to the reserve bank. Yeah. Yeah. Within a day. When you, you look at forex. when you when you look at the Bible and you read through the different stories, uh you look at people like Daniel, um yes. Moses, yes. all these people that ended up doing amazing things for God. They were all living in very oppressive systems. Yes. Right. In some in, in some way. And yet you know, you get Anna Daniel and his friends saying, we're not going to defile ourselves with the food, with the king's food and all of that. And there was a certain conviction that they had that they wouldn't partake of all of that stuff that, you know, was not really, I guess, righteous or in line with what they, they believed. And you see God coming through for them in that way. <clears throat> so my question is, what, what, that, what would that mean for us? You know, how, how do we... Living in the world we're living in now with all the things that are happening. Because the, the, the truth is that Zim has been the way it is for a long time, mm-hmm. right? We've been in this mess for a long time. Meaning that, you know, God forbid, we're praying for, for, for things to, to work. But God forbid, if maybe they don't, they don't change. Maybe we, we carry on like this for another two, three years, right? Um, how do we become Daniels and Moses, Moseses <laughs> and all those, all those guys who stood for God? Um, in very adverse circumstances. What, what does that mean for us? I think sometimes joining everyone and bending the rules makes us vulnerable and makes us, um, it weakens us as Christians. So we can't make a stand. Mm. I think what we're supposed to do, I've got a friend and I'll defend him right now that mm. he doesn't always do things right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the principles and the, the idea behind what he does is, is a righteous cause. And he started speaking out. He says, look, if I can't find Forex, I'm not going to buy it on the black market. I'm going to speak out and say, 
that's unrighteous. That is wrong. He actually, when the government introduced bond notes, he knew that the parallel market was going to come out and he started speaking against it. And he got persecuted, obviously. But, and we all know who, who I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes Christians have to do that. Where we start speaking out, where we, I think that's being the Daniels of the this generation because they stood boldly and said look that's an unrighteous law we're not going to bow down to that mm-hmm. yeah oh. but like what happens like in this situation this is a, you give a very practical example like in this case protested heavily people out in the streets what what went to meet with the reserve bank no we don't want bond notes they're going to create a problem yeah. authorities are like bless we hear you thanks thank you Mm. We're not going to consider your opinion. You've cried, you're a Christian. Yes, you've done the righteous thing. Mm. Bond notes come. We've been like over a year now in them. What do we do then? Like we've protested, but it's not working. We just like, we've come and told them, hey, this is unrighteous, this is unrighteous. No, we're not listening to yeah, you. Yeah, but it's, if you look at Daniel and, and his friends, it's not like when they said, Kutisha, we're not bowing down. It's not like the guy said, oh, okay, if you're not bowing down, I'm changing the law. No. Yes. no. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel's he still case... went ahead and said, look, if you're not going to bow down, I'm going to throw you in the fire. Yeah. I think Daniel's case yeah. was, was... And they was were prosecuted. Different. So... Daniel didn't feed us not bowing down, what does it mean? Because in that instance, they said it. Like when Daniel came out and said, Hey, we're not bowing down, they said it first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when it came to bow down, they did not bow. Yes. Right. So in this case, like with the bone notes, right? Yeah. And all this forex wouldn't yeah. us then saying, Hey. We're we're gonna, we told you about these bone notes. Yeah. Now we're going to do what we do. Yeah, but so you if see, you get prosecuted for, 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 for buying on the black market, yeah. are you not like Daniel saying, hey, you had put in an unfair law? Mm. That's an and interesting I had way to, of... And I had to do what I had to do. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to bow I down sh- to this unfair law that you put in. Mm. Wow. Oh, you, I, you get get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. That would be the position where Daniel was to say... He was being prosecuted for actually That's me right there, bro. I'm not, I'm not bowing down to that law, bro. Exactly. Wow. I'm not, not going to bow down to this unjust law. Do whatever. You, if you're going to incarcerate me for buying Ningirigemi. Mm. I'm going to buy forex for my kid and send him off to school. You can arrest me. That's exactly what Wana Daniel did. I'm not going to bow and you can arrest me and put me in the fire. God's going to deal with the consequences for me. It's Even if he doesn't save It's an interesting angle. I, I, didn't, I, didn't looked, I didn't looked at it in that way. <laughs> I'm going to go to prison. Yeah. I, I think what, I, what I'm sensing, <laughs> what, what, I, what I'm sensing from what we're saying is that it's very easy for us as believers to, to become, to, to kind of become very washed down in yeah. some of our beliefs and our convictions where we just kind of go with the flow of everything that's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes without even stopping to question. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a dangerous place to be because it's, we can then start justifying a whole lot of other things. Yeah. You know, you can just like start sleeping around and just be like, Asha, you know what? God, you gave me these feelings. It's not my fault. So what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Right? And, <laughs> exactly. So, so we can start justifying a whole lot of other things. Or like, ah, you cheat on your wife and you're like, Asha, you know, she's being a problem. What do you want me to do? She's not submitting. Uh, you see. So I think the most important thing for us as believers is to not ignore that conscience. That voice, that, you know, that, that thing that where, where you know, or even to, to, to stop and ask yourself, 
um, and question some of the things that you're doing. Because I think a lot of these things are individual decisions. We have to stop and say, but wait, is this really right? Yeah. Right? And I think that's a good place to be. Or yeah. um, is this the best way to do it? Because I feel like a lot of us don't even ask those questions anymore. Mm-hmm. We, we just kind of drift along. And yeah, so, so maybe that's a good place to start. Where, are, are, we, are we still listening to our conscience? Is, yeah. is, is it even still loud enough? Um, is God still speaking to us? Or are we like, ah, God, whatever. You know, I'm just doing this because that's how it is. Because that, we can easily harden our hearts. And then, like I said, start justifying a whole lot of other stuff. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when once you get the answer, okay, say I'm there. It's going to say Pauli Day. Anyway, that's where some of the dealers are. And uh, I'm about no, to buy no. the can. <laughs> no, I know those guys, they're rated right high. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm there, I'm about to buy the bond notes or whatever I'm buying from them. And I ask myself, is what I'm doing actually right? Is it helpful? Is it giving life? And my answer is no. I must not buy these bond notes. Then what must I do? After my answer is no. Uh, I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> Paul addresses that in a way. But he wasn't speaking specifically about this. He said, if you do anything without faith and you're doubting what you're doing, and you, you, your conscience, like even if you yourself, not just conscience or in your mind, mm. you think this is wrong, then what you will be doing is wrong. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Like he say, he talks about a freedom that we're given. Yeah. He, you know, even like sometimes some things we are free to do everything. He says mm-hmm. all things are permissible, mm-hmm. but not all things are beneficial. Yeah. And then he goes to say, Kuti, if you do something, it might not necessarily be wrong if you do it which you feel are right. But if you do it which you feel are wrong, then it becomes a sin for you. But after saying that, he says something very instrumental, which refers to what you were saying, Kuti. People will then start saying, going haywire with it, like, all things are permissible to mm. me. He then goes and says, Kuti, should we then just do whatever we want in sin because we have Grace freedom? Abounds, yeah. He says... He literally goes on to say something that is similar as you might not actually be saved if you think that is the right way to just go and do anything because there's lines to this. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like with like what you were saying, good people will start justifying sleeping around and saying, hey, you gave me these feelings and whatnot. There's actually a righteous reason why God actually says that. Yeah. He, don't sleep around <clears throat> and whatnot. And in that case, you will actually feel the heavy weight of what you're doing. Yeah. And then there comes issues where it's now about wisdom and whether shrewdness or whatever, where we come to these money issues and stuff, where it's like not pertaining to life. You get it? Mm. Like I think that's what, um, what's his name? Solomon was talking about in Ecclesiastes. He says, don't be overly righteous. Don't be too righteous. Or else you would destroy your life. Really? Yeah. He literally says, don't be too righteous, lest you destroy your life. Yeah. Your favorite person. But then he also says, don't be, it gives two extremes. Yeah. And don't be. Yeah. But, but I love what he says when he says to, to fear God and, and honor his commandments. Exactly. That's the whole, that's yeah. the whole duty of man. Uh-huh. He says, do not be over righteous, neither be over wise. Why destroy yourself? Yeah. What's over wise? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he meant the same thing as. Maybe that's the taking advantage of people. One. Oh, the, another verse in the ESV says, Do not be, be not overly righteous and do not make yourself too wise. 
Okay. Why should you destroy yourself? Because you can, you, can, you can destroy yourself. Because by, by paying attention to too much of these things, sometimes you end up destroying yourself. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't buy, you might destroy your business. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I want to say as we come to a close, yeah. though, that uh, there's a C.S. Lewis quote that I love. Uh, and he says, I don't know which book it's this from. This is but... why people think you're holy. Hmm? <laughs> I don't know why you're surprised. Because I, I read C.S. Lewis. And John Piper. And John Piper. It's because I know I'm not holy. That's why I need to read those guys. Mm. Um, but C.S. Lewis says that the reason why the Bible says the pure in heart shall see God he says is probably because it's only them that, it's probably because it's only them that really want to. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I read that the first time. <laughs> but as, as I've been musing on that, I, I realized it's such a profound yeah, yeah. statement because um, we, we will only strive to be pure in our hearts if we want to see God, mm. right? Mm. And naturally, it's, it's the people who really want to see God that are going to see God. That, that doesn't mean that they're perfect. That doesn't mean that they, they don't make mistakes but they want to see God. And so I think even with this whole issue, that, that should always be at the back of our minds that where's our heart at, mm. at the end of the day? Are we, mm. are we thinking about what's important to God? Like, let's say you're cool with it. And then God just says, ah, yoga, stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. Would you be okay to say, Ish, you know what? I love God so much. I yeah. treasure and value God so much that, even though this, this, this seems practical right now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it because I want to honor God. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I just think there's, there's this whole thing about the, the heart. Even if you look at people like David, the reason why David is such a, a notable figure in the Bible is because of that, because of the heart that he had for yeah. God. Yeah. So I, I, just, I just felt like I should say that, that maybe that should be the guiding compass, that where's our heart at at the end of the day as we do all these things. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. I think we can close with that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I see us, Louis. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please, we really want to know your thoughts. So comment on the Facebook post or on our website. We really want to get a conversation going. Yeah. So thank you for listening. My name's T-Mac. Cookie Monster. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.